1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast.
2: Today on KWTX at 4, the Hispanic Leaders Network is working on an event that will gather several nonprofits together, sharing the details.
0: And this week's Degrees of Science explores the historic drought in the Amazon.
2: Plus, how Airbnb plans to crack down on fake listings. KWTX at four starts now. Thanks for joining us, I'm Justin Early with meteorologist Camille Hawksworth. We've been watching this develop the World Series bids and then now it looks like we have our two teams for the World Series this year. The Texas Rangers taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Diamondbacks defeated the Philadelphia Phillies in game seven of the National League Championship last night. So the four-two win sends the team to the World Series for the second time in franchise history.
0: Yeah, their last trip to the Fall Classic was in 2001 when they defeated the New York Yankees in a thrilling seven-game series. This time, though, they'll face the Texas Rangers, who are all hoping history doesn't repeat itself here. The 2023 World Series is scheduled to begin on October 27th with Game 1 at... Globe life field in Arlington, Texas.
2: Hopefully Texans can rally behind, you know, the Rangers and see what happens. All that good mojo, that good feeling toward them. We'll see, we'll see how far we can go. Yes, yes.
0: it's always nice to have a Texas team getting yeah, to the top of their game, literally. And yeah. it's it's fun to cheer on.
2: It certainly is. It certainly is. A lot of merchandise gonna be moving too a lot of <laughs> yes, Rangers fans right now. Let's get to our daily four.
0: All right, Justin, i got number one for today. We've got a new survey that is sounding the alarm on mental health crisis for health workers around the country. Researchers from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention used data from a nationwide survey between 2018 and 2022, so recent data here. Mm -hmm. The report found that nearly half of health workers reported feeling burned out and in 2022 the reports of harassment in work more than doubled workers who reported being harassed were five times as likely to report anxiety compared to those who were not. And the CDC also reports that they have revealed healthcare workers face worse mental health outcomes compared to employees in other industries. The report also comes on the heels of largest health care network strike in the U.S. history. 25,000 unionized employers from Kaiser Permanente cited feelings about burnout and chronic staffing shortages during a walkout in multiple states.
2: It worries me the harassment um, it's like, I know, we know how hard they've been working. Right. So, so hard. And, and maybe there's a frustration on the part of the patients because there's limited staff and a greater need or whatever, and then they go at the worker. Well, the worker's are trying to do what they can with what they've got as far as the time goes. I hate to hear about the harassment. That's rough.
0: It is, and it's kind of like, seems like it kind of just got scooped up in there with some mm-hmm. of the other data as well. So, a lot of interesting findings for sure, and that study also found that healthcare mm-hmm. workers were who trusted their management, they had enough time to complete their work and receive support from superiors who are less likely to report burnout as well. So,
2: so the management relationship really does have a big impact on keep going the long haul. I guess you know playing the long game with that healthcare. Yeah, we appreciate our healthcare workers so much. Yeah, we that we do have people in our worlds who are in the in the industry, and we thank them every day for what they do. Uh, now to number two in our daily four, and kind of along the same lines of that, uh, would you spend one thousand dollars out of your own pocket? to detect early signs of cancer in your blood. This is not covered by insurance. A company named Galeri has developed a blood test that promises to screen for 50 kinds of cancer. The Wall Street Journal says it can identify cancerous tumors by detecting signal, the kind of cancer signals in DNA that they shed into the bloodstream. The Galeri liquid biopsy, as it's known, is not approved by the FDA, but it is commercially available in the US. And advocates say it works. One woman mentioned in the journal's report was perfectly healthy by all accounts but she got interested in this. She asked the test for the test from two doctors. The doctors refused to give it to her, but then she got it through a telehealth service. She says she took the test. It detected stage 2 cancerous tumor in her gallbladder and she credits the test with saving her life. Um, Critics, the criticism to this is that they worry that if you have a test like this, Mm -hmm. you might rely on it too heavily and skip your other screenings. Sure, I can kind of see it, but why not both? Why not both, and you know, when you can't visually detect or you can't detect early on something, um, you know, through typical checkups and whatnot, as was was the case for this woman, why not use that tool? Um,
0: Was she able to go back to her healthcare workers and say, hey, I have this test, can I start treatment?
2: It, like, I, I wonder how... Yeah. You know, she definitely got treatment for her for for you know, her, her, her tumors. Okay. She, she got that treated. So, again, a year later after her treatment, she's alive. She's, but she had to come with the data she, to the
0: doctors and say, hey, look, this is what's going on with my well, body. Well, she probably
2: went back to them and say, hey, by the way, you didn't give me the test and i do have cancer Man. that's probably what she had to say which i would have gotten a little sassy too uh, <laughs> i don't know that she did that she's probably a nicer person than i am but if someone won't will deny you something you're willing to pay for just to check yeah why would you deny it? Why? It I don't is, get that.
0: $1,000 is pricey for something that's not covered by insurance. So you if can,
2: you can afford it. But if
0: you can afford it, maybe mm. saving up can do that. And I think it's just a good reminder of it's your body. You yeah. kind of know it better than anybody else. Right. So, if you kind of want to get that screening done and to yeah. be preventative, it probably would be a good thing.
2: Yeah, and what if there's a history of, of that in your family True. and maybe it would be a good thing to shell out, um, you know, as a gift, maybe for Christmas or whatever. You know, you never know. But yeah. for a birthday, you know, for a birthday, that's a good time to check on your health as your birthday. So, maybe <laughs> that's a good one. Too. All right, now it's number three in our daily four.
0: All right, yesterday I saw Jillian and Justin talk about some <laughs> foods that have addictive qualities, mm-hmm. but if there was ever a day for a cheat day on your diet, it is actually today. It's National Greasy Foods Day that's all-encompassing here. Take your pick of french fries, onion rings, chicken wings, burgers, fried chicken, do I need to keep going, pizza, uh-huh. donuts, all of those oh, things my. are included in today's cheat day. They are, of course, fried. All the way across the board and yummy too. Of course, you also want to do moderation. It's important. And this is a one-day holiday, and then you can go back to your healthier choices tomorrow. And uh, Justin, I'm seeing lots of yummy know, foods there. Know, what do you think is your favorite food that you may cheat today on? You know,
2: we, we just <laughs> got food. we just got off the whole fair thing. With I think <laughs> corn dogs are a go-to for a lot of people. But really, when I saw that, what I really wanted was an egg roll.
0: An egg roll? Oh, egg rolls that was not are on so there. good.
2: Yeah. They are so. Good. They are if good. You get, when I grew up, we lived behind um, a, a Chinese restaurant and we could always smell the egg rolls. <laughs> there was a bowling alley and a Chinese restaurant behind my dad's house. And that never shirt. like, deterred those, you from I, it because you smelled oh, no, it all I the Oh, No, I wanted them. You wanted them and more. we only yeah. got to go to Daly's Chow Mein once in a while because <laughs> they were a little expensive. That was the it was called. It was yeah. a good restaurant. It was really delicious. Well,
0: if you're going to pick a fried food, throwing mm. in the veggies and the egg roll, that might not be That's quite not as bad as some you, of the other if ones. Did you
2: fry the veggies? Is it canceled <laughs> out? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. But yeah, there was a great episode of The Simpsons, if you recall. And for whatever reason, Homer wanted to become bigger. I can't remember the plot line, (laughs) but he went to his doctor and he said, Here's the test. You can eat your foods only if they pass the paper test. He took a piece of white paper and he rubbed like a greasy chicken leg on it. (laughs) He said, If you can see through the paper after you're done with that because of the grease, you can eat it. Oh my goodness. He was trying to gain weight for whatever reason, but greasy food day, once moderation is always the key.
0: I do that with my pizza though. I take that paper towel and I.
2: like yeah. squishing, you're kind of like, true. oh man, look, look at all what I, that look grease! What I, um, look what I almost ate! What I almost what I ate! I well, didn't. today
0: you can get away with it. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Just be careful, right? Here's a look at now number four in our daily four. All right, so if you or your kids are still picking out your Halloween costume for the year, you're gonna want a warm one. You are gonna want a warm
0: one this year. And
2: if you're going trick or treating in Central Texas, it's it's gonna be cold outside. Cold. It is. So, Cosmopolitan Magazine came up with its top thirty-eight. 38 warm Halloween costumes for 2023. I looked through all of them, and I picked a couple. Those okay. were mostly for ladies, so we picked a top 10 that kind of mixes it up. So the first one we have there um, is, uh, you know, a monster, a furry <coughs> monster from where the wild things are. That's gonna be a warm one. That's a good one. one. And then the next one, Disney villain. Look about you know, Cruella, DeVille, Maleficent. They're full covered, you okay. know. Okay, long and, sleeves. Know, Cruella obviously has her fur. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and an astronaut, you gotta be warm in space. Astronaut totally. costume, full coverage. A Game of Thrones character like Daenerys Targaryen or Jon Snow, they're gonna be Warmly. They are, okay. And who more so than Elsa from Frozen? Yes. Yeah. I, may have you know, I,
0: I we'll might see. have an Elsa this year. I don't know. We'll see. I might have an Elsa this year.
2: And then the mask is, you know, the, the, the suit, the yellow suit, and the big mask to cover your face. Mm-hmm. And then a sloth. Now, there's this horror movie <laughs> you might have seen. There's a horror movie where the villain is a murderous sloth. You guys might have seen this. It's kind of campy, but that's making the rounds this year, too. Also, if you're in know the movie Shrek, Lord Farquaad, he's got a nice big, outfit. Is that coming back? Uh, well, he's got the outfit. You know, yeah. it's, it's full coverage. I feel so. like Shrek's
0: like a little bit from
2: it's, a couple years ago. Just <laughs> kind of it always is around. It's always, always around. It's always around. Yeah. A uh, pirate. You can, you know, depending on how, you know, rugged you want to get and how what you want to layer up with. Or my favorite one, a flaming hot Cheeto. You know, they
0: had that movie come Flamin out this year. Che- I know. So that would be a very that's a timely one. one. And really
2: timely, and you know, that's also if you're dressed as a Cheeto, you're going to be covered from head to toe you know, and stay warm. And you
0: know what, your maybe process. you're celebrating fried food days even on Thanksgiving, maybe or not it. Thanksgiving, on Halloween. <laughs> uh, Halloween, too,
2: maybe it's possible. Well, whatever we do, though, on, on that day, it's gonna have to be a warm one for sure.
0: It is yeah. gonna be a warm one. We have some major weather.
2: The Hispanic Leaders Network has worked to inspire, support, and equip and uh, future leaders and help future leaders make a difference in Central Texas. And this is a nonprofit that does this in a number of ways through leadership development sessions, a mentorship program with high school students and by hosting events that allow the Hispanic community To see the community see the Hispanic culture as well. And one of those leadership development sessions is going to be happening soon. It's next week. Here to share more about serving our community in that event is board member Dr. Mito Diaz Espinoza and HLN volunteer Hector Cebido. And here they are next to me. We thank you for coming to talk about this today. We mentioned a few of the services that the nonprofit supports. So, Dr. Espinoza, can you share more about the nonprofit organization, exactly why it was started to begin with?
3: Sure, essentially it was out of a conversation between our current chair, Elaine Boteo, Dr. Marcus Nelson, and um, the Central Texas Hispanic Chamber of Commerce uh, CEO at the time, uh, Alfred Solano, trying to figure out, Dr. Nelson was asking, where can I find leaders of the Hispanic community in Waco and what organization should I tap into? And that prompted a conversation about developing an organization where we can do that.
2: And and Hector, you've been volunteering, I guess, since the beginning of this with HL. Uh, And why did you think it was so important to be a part of this organization?
1: I think it's important to provide a space for Um, Even though it's the Hispanic Leaders Network, it's for all leaders to come together and really allow an opportunity to really flourish and grow and network and get really um, hands-on training on how to better perform, not only professionally, but community-wise and personally for that matter. So, um, over the course of the years, we've seen it grow Mm -hmm. drastically. Um, And I think the uh, fruit of it, it, it's really obvious. Like, as you mentioned with Navigando our our mentorship program or with our language equity program that we have going on. And so, um, I think this is just an organization where everyone can feel welcome and at home and be themselves.
2: I didn't know about the high school mentorship, I think that's actually wonderful. You work with all age groups in fact, Um, what would you both say is your favorite part about being involved in this organization, your Mm -hmm. favorite part of it?
3: Um, For me I think it's bringing culture to the community and being able to share that. the Latino community is so diverse, it's such a big thing, and there's so many of us doing amazing things in the community, so we get to bring that out, tease it out, exercise those things, and also develop those leaders to do more and impact the community. What for you?
1: I would say very similar, you know, getting to meet individuals that are doing powerful work um, in our community, whether it's in the education, in government, mm-hmm. in the arts, a business sector, and really also providing an avenue for those that are coming up behind mm-hmm. us. Um, and paving the way for them as well, knowing that they can achieve all things, and even though they might speak a different language or their parents might come from a different country, uh, that they can still achieve their goals and their dreams here in in Central Texas.
2: I think that the mentorship, though, has to be really rewarding, too, because, you know, we get to this age, right, and we have learned these lessons the hard way, and to be able to share that to somebody to help them maybe avoid if they'll listen has to be satisfying too. I know for me talking to mm-hmm. school groups, it, it's one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing too.
1: And, and I think that the cool part is is the only mentorship program that is done 100% in Spanish. Yes. Um, and so we are working with students, whether they're, um, either first generation Americans or they are literally coming from other countries and English is their second language um, and doing campus tours with them so they know that they can achieve higher ed and to, um, to give them the, the resources that they need to really just be successful yeah. in their educational career.
2: And let's talk about the event that's coming up. It's yep. actually again, it's November the 2nd, several nonprofits will be gathering in one room at the Heart of Texas Behavioral Network. So what will be, I guess, a part of this discussion and then also with that, you know, what will be discussed? Who's going to be coming and what are you guys going to talk about?
3: Sure, so we have um, nonprofits that are focused on impacting the Latino community, whether um, they're directly serving or they're made up of individuals uh, from the community. But we're going to talk about different ways to get involved, the services they provide, which ways that the community can help, um, and some of the different things that they do, because some people might not know about all the different services that they provide. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah, uh, Dr. Diaz has Espinosa said it correctly. You know, we're going to have representatives from whether it's economic development with local businesses, whether it's childhood education with um, inspiracion, or whether it's um, with uh, immigration. Mm -hmm. Uh, issues that that maybe some of our attendees are are hoping to get help of. And I think the idea is to really just provide and make the community aware of what is available here in Mm -hmm. our own backyard.
2: It sounds like, I guess there's a structure to it, it'll be a panel discussion. Are you going to kind of break it up into categories or kind of take the panel and go subject by subject through them? And who's going to moderate that? How's that going to work that day?
3: Yeah, so doctor, uh, one of our board members, Dr. Uh, Barbara uh, Baggerly-Nojosa is going to be our uh, moderator. Um, we'll have just a series of questions for each one of the panelists um, and kind of go around and then leave some space for our guests to actually ask questions as well.
2: Yeah, because there's always something that comes up that you people just really want to know about. It's like, okay, we should add that too. We need exactly. to get that included. Um, what um, else do you think you want to make sure is addressed in this discussion that you didn't already get to cap on? Anything else you want to add on that you want to make sure people talk about and share?
1: You
3: wanna take it, or go Uh, for it? um, One of the things that we want with Connectar is to build networks, Mm -hmm. um, so anyone who's coming, not only for them to experience the panel and the information, but one another. The community, the fellowship, getting to meet people, the conversations that are happening around the table will lead to future things and programs, or connections for individuals to get involved, and that's really important for us. So the content, we do these once a month. The content is always something that we feel is connected to the community, but the community involvement and that exchange of ideas is really something that's very valuable for us.
2: If people want to come, is there a cost, number one, and where should they go to reserve a spot?
1: So the event is absolutely free and lunch is included, so you oh, get a really? free lunch that's as well. That's nice too, yeah. Um, but, uh, and then you can go to, and we have an, a link on Eventbrite where you can go register. I, we do ask people to register so we can get a head count, but the cost is absolutely free. Or you can follow HLN on our social media pages, whether it's through Facebook or Instagram, and there are links there as well where you can go and sign up.
2: All right, and how have you seen HLN grow? I know you were volunteering since the beginning. Since it started, And remind us again the year, because anything you mentioned, remind us the year, when it started and how much bigger it's gotten since then, what you've seen it blossom into.
1: So it started in 2018, um, and just when we were getting momentum, of course, COVID hit, so Mm -hmm. we had to pivot and do a lot of things, uh, as with most other organizations and companies via Zoom. Uh, But, you know, we started off We're having our quarterly luncheons at that time and events here and there to now we are having monthly luncheons. We have our language justice program, we have our Navigando program, which we never had. Uh, We had our first annual fundraiser this past spring, which was a huge success, Latino night, Uh, it was a blast. Um, And so we, and we have seen more people just get involved since then also, I mean, we've become uh, our own 501c3, so we are actually a nonprofit organization. Um, and so uh, it doesn't, and the awesome thing about it is that it's all ran by volunteers, so mm-hmm. there are no paid staff members to do this, it's all volunteer-based. And uh, what has the
2: response been like from folks who you know, maybe moved to Central Texas, they discover you're here, and then they come. Yep. And what do they say to you? Are they just thankful that there's a way to meet? And I mean, I, what's the feedback been like?
3: It's been, it's been really great. So people come and say, this is an opportunity to actually change and impact Waco. Mm-hmm. Um, those coming from larger cities say they didn't really feel like they had agency to do that in those bigger places, but here they feel like mm-hmm. they can get involved, mm-hmm. meet people um, at our events for cultural events and other things, we have 30, 40, 50 volunteers that will show up to help us decorate or, or mm-hmm. talk about a program. So it's really given opportunity for people to come in uh, in a place where they can impact the community, but also just start thinking about what kind of leader they wanna be and how they wanna develop.
2: It's wonderful. Well, again, we have this QR code on your screen. Again, uh, you want to share more details about that event. Again, it's a Serving Your Community panel. It's happening next Thursday, November 2nd. You can scan that QR code right there for more information, and we'll find out about there how to, uh, again, sign up and how to go. Again, free lunch, free knowledge. That's true. Who doesn't like that? That's all good fun.
1: This has been a Rogue Media Network production.